0: Welcome to John Owen Re-Presbyterianized by Dr. Francis Nigel Lee, Revised Edition, AD-2000. We are starting at the beginning of the book for this reading. This Reformation audio resource is a, re- is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many free resources as well as our complete mail order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, And much more at great discounts are on the web at www.SWRB.com. Also, please consider, pray, and act upon the important truths found in the following quotation by Charles Spurgeon. Quote, as the Apostle says to Timothy, so also he says to everyone, quote, Give yourself to reading, unquote. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read, Renounce as much as you will all light literature, but study as much as possible sound theological works, especially the Puritanic writers and expositions of the Bible. The best way for you to spend your leisure is to be either reading or praying. unquote. And now to SWRB's reading of book title John Owen, Represbyterianized, which we hope you find to be a great blessing and which we pray draws you nearer to the Lord Jesus Christ, for he is the way the truth and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by him. John chapter 14, verse 6. Rev. Dr. John Owen Represbyterianized The purpose of this essay is to demonstrate that Britain's great Puritan theologian, Rev. Dr. John Owen, was essentially not a Congregationalist, but a Presbyterian. He first pastored a Presbyterian church. On his deathbed, he reaffirmed Presbyterianism. The de-Presbyterianized Owen later re-embraced Presbyterianism. Dr. Owen, 1616-1683, to was quite the greatest alleged Congregationalist and certainly one of the most thorough theologians Britain has ever produced. Educated at Oxford, he first pastored a Presbyterian church in 1643 the year the Westminster Assembly itself was convened. After reading a book by the American John Cotton, Owen inwardly embraced Congregationalism. In his next parish, he seceded from Presbyterianism. That latter was the system many in the Puritan Parliament and many at the Presbyterianizing Westminster Assembly were then trying to promote in the wake of the solemn league and covenant for reformation and defense of religion the honor and happiness of the king and the peace and safety of the three kingdoms of scotland england and ireland taken and subscribed several times by king charles and by all ranks in the said three kingdoms at the termination of the monarchy and the establishment of the commonwealth in 1649 cromwell the congregationalist appointed owen vice chancellor at oxford He became the chief architect of the Cromwellian State Church and helped compose the Congregationalistic Savoy Declaration of Faith in 1658, intended to replace the Presbyterial Westminster Confession of Faith and its Chapter 31, Sections 1-5. through Subsequent to the termination of the Commonwealth and the restoration of the monarchy in 1660, Owen was ejected from Oxford. After Congregationalistically pastoring a gathered church in his own home and elsewhere for the next two decades, at the end of his life he certainly moved back toward and seems actually to have re-embraced Presbyterianism. How could it be otherwise with Owen constantly improving his own infant baptism in the name of the Triune God who I- who is himself a Presbytery? See Westminster Larger Catechism Question and Answer 167. Thus the proto-Presbyterian Reverend Dr. John Owen after a lapse into Congregationalism thereafter increasingly re-Presbyterianized. Owen's biblical theology elders in Old Testament church carry over into New Testament church. Dr. Westcott the acknowledged authority on Owen's biblical theology would probably agree that Owen there presupposes the church to have existed already with even the most ancient Presbyterian. Such as Abel, Enoch, and Noah. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 7, chapter 10, verses 25 through 29, chapter 13, verse 7, verse 17, and verse 24. Biblical Theology, Theolog, Pant 1661, also 1994, pages. Roman numeral 6 through Roman numeral 9 and then page 22, page 90, page 184 pages 218 through 220 pages 365 through 370 and 439 on page 593 Owen says Jesus Christ himself was he who in times past showed himself in human form to the patriarchal fathers he was that angel of the Lord with the Mosaic Church in the wilderness. Acts chapter 7, verse 38, unquote. On page 565, Owen insists that even while, quote, the whole Mosaic ritual system was soon to pass away, unquote, the Church continued, for then, quote, its exclusively Jewish faith, unquote, was, quote, removed to make way for the New Testament inclusiveness of the kingdom of God unquote. so in Acts 15 quote, the apostles with the elders and entire church at Jerusalem unquote, holds Owen quote, decided converts from Gentile nations should not be bound by the law of Moses unquote. yet that latter is quite distinct from the pre-Mosaic law of God which still obtains Genesis chapter one twenty eight, chapter 2 verse 17 Chapter 8, verses 6 through 12. Chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 29. Hosea, chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. Acts, chapter 15, verses 20 through 29. Chapter 16, verse 4. And Romans, chapter 1, verses 18 through 32. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Chapter 7, verses 7 through 22. In James chapter 2 verses 8 through 12. The presbytery of the Trinity before man's fall. The triune God in himself, uh, is himself a presbytery, as can be seen at the ordination by the Father of the Son with the Spirit at Christ's own baptism. Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 and Isaiah 61 verse 1. Indeed, from all eternity, That Son was always with the Father and with the Eternal Spirit before the world was. John chapter 17 verses 1 through 5 and Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. At the beginning of time these three persons all acted together as one presbytery in divine harmony at the creation of the universe. Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. They again did so at the formation of the human family as his righteous image. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 28 and chapter 5 verses 1 through 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 29. Romans chapter 2 verse 14. And Ephesians chapter 4 verses 24 through 29. After his incarnation and then his resurrection the divine Messiah required and still requires God's triune name to be impressed on the foreheads of his followers at their baptism by a minister of his presbytery. See Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20 Mark chapter 16 verses 14 through 16 Revelation chapter 7 verses 2 through 9 chapter 22 verse 4 Then at his human ascension, the Spirit-anointed Son returned to his Father, the Ancient of Days, there to rule through his elders, here and now on earth as two in heaven, even unto all eternity, Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 and chapter 9 verse 25 and Revelation chapter 4 verse 4 to chapter 5 verse 14. In Owen's works, Banner of Truth, Editions, 1968 and 1991, Roman numeral 20, section 413, he rightly recognizes what we shall call the fundamental presbytery, V.I.Z., the triune God himself, quote, Here, the sacred truth of the trinity of persons in the divine nature or essence openeth itself unto the creatures quote all the natural and essential properties of that being are absolutely and essentially the same and all the operations of this divine essence or being are undivided as being the effects of one principle one power one wisdom in these actings of the persons of the trinity in such ways as firstly respect themselves Or their operations, ad intra, where one person is, as it were, the object of the other person's acting. The sacred truth of the plurality of persons in undivided essence is gloriously manifested, unquote. Owen states elsewhere in Roman numeral, chapter 23, section 43 through 45, that, quote, the visible works of God were designed for no other end but to declare in general the nature, being, and existence of God. In this nature there are three persons distinctly subsisting. This, therefore, was designed unto manifestation and glory in the creation of man. Therefore, the first express mention of a plurality of persons in the divine nature is in the creation of man. Quote, there were from all eternity personal transactions in the Holy Trinity concerning mankind, which first manifested themselves in our creation. God said, Let us make man in our image. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 This is su- sufficiently evident that the reporter of this story apprehended an unanswerable appearance of a plurality of subsistences in the deity, the ancients unanimously agree that a plurality of persons is here revealed and asserted, unquote. Owen explains further in Roman numeral three, section 43 and 66 and 102 and 285, that, quote, from the foundation of the world, the person of the father was immediately represented. He did withal give out promises concerning the peculiar exhibition of the Son as also of the Holy Spirit. Adam may be said to have had the Spirit of God, and indeed also to have known all three persons of the Triune God. The supernatural life of Adam in innocency is that which the life whereinto we are restored by Christ doth answer." The Presbytery of the Trinity rules over man also after the Fall. From Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, Matthew 28 verses 16 through 20 it is obvious that the church of this triune God dates even from Adam onward thus in Roman numeral chapter 17 section 120 compare to pages 170 through 177 and 186 Owen rightly claims that quote God founded his church in the promise of the Messiah given unto Adam unquote also see Roman numeral 9, section 316 and Roman numeral 10, section 290 and Roman numeral 11, section 305 in section 1 I mean in Roman numeral 1, section 120-123 through Owen explains, quote faith in Christ was required from the beginning it must be granted that without faith it is impossible to please God which the Apostle proves by instances from the foundation of the world, Hebrews chapter 11, this is, quote, the very foundation of Christian religion, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, truly called Proto-Evangelion was revealed, this is the very foundation of the faith of the Church, the person of Christ, his incarnation and mediation were promised under the name of the seed of the woman, Quote, our first parents and all their holy posterity did believe this promise mentioned by name in scripture are Abel, Enoch, Noah and some others the apostle affirms that they have this testimony that they please God Hebrews chapter 9 verse 5 in the same place he confirms their faith and justification thereon with a quote, cloud of witnesses unquote. chapter 12 verse 1 As Owen adds in section one, or Roman numeral one, section two fifty four, quote, It is a church state which is constituted hereby. Believers at present have, by faith, an admission into communion with this church. For we are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 through 24 In this holy assembly and worship have we communion by faith whilst we are here below. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 19 through 22 Indeed precisely that latter passage adds most presbyterially just three verses later In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25 through 28, quote, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses, unquote. VIZ. At the instance of presbyterial elders, Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 6 through 9, and chapter 19 verses 12 through 15 how much heavier a punishment do you think will he deserve who has trodden underfoot the son of God and who has regarded the blood of the covenant with which he was sanctified as an unholy thing and who has spited the gracious spirit all the anti devulian patriarchs were themselves also presbyters in volume Twenty-three Roman numeral twenty-three, section thirteen of his works. Owen says that the antediluvian presbyteroi, Abel and Enoch and Noah in Hebrews chapter eleven verses two through seven were signores. Now Owen would certainly agree in Roman numeral chapter nineteen sections four twelve through four twenty-five that also the New Testament church should sing the Psalter see Psalm chapter 22 verse 22 and Hebrews chapter 2 verses 9 through 12 so very Presbyterianly Psalm 1 chapter 105 verse 22 speaks of quote princes unquote and quote senators unquote of Greek word and Greek word or Hebrew word and Hebrew word in the original Hebrew of quote Archontus unquote and quote Presbyteros unquote in the two seventy BC Greek Septuagint and of Principes and Senes in Jerome's four hundred AD Latin Vulgate. Again, Presbyterianly also Psalm chapter one oh seven verse thirty two Enjoins the members of the Church of the Lord in all ages to quote, exalt him also in the congregation or the church of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders, unquote. Here the inspired Hebrew has Hebrew term, the Septuagint has quote, Greek sentence and term, and the Vulgate has in Latin. Term. As Reverend Dr. John Owen himself states in Roman numeral chapter 23, sections 25 through 28, quote, From the foundation of the world there was the church in all ages. Abel obtained witness that he was righteous. This was so famous in the church that he seems commonly to be called by that name quote the righteous Abel unquote as he is by our Savior speaking of him in Matthew chapter 23 verse 35 the good fame and report that Abel had in all generations is common to him with Noah, Abraham and all the patriarchs they were spoken of and their praise celebrated in the church not less than Abel's in Hebrew chapter Hebrews chapter 11 verses 2 through 7 continues Owen, in Roman numeral chapter 23 sections 29 through 33 after Abel quote Enoch is the second man unto whom testimony is personally given that he is pleased that he pleased God this Enoch lived 300 years and quote walked with God unquote to quote walk with God unquote is to lead a life of faith and covenant obedience unto God later quote his rapture was visible in the sight of many that feared god who were to be witnesses of it unto the world that it might be his ordinance for the conviction of sinners and the strengthening of the faith of the church unquote the third example among the elders in hebrews chapter 11 verses 2 through 7 is noah explains owen In Roman numeral chapter 23, section 52, quote, Of this faith of Noah, the immediate effect was the saving of his family for the continuation and propagation of a church. In this saving of the family of Noah by the ark, we have a figure of God saving and preserving a remnant in all ages when desolating judgments have destroyed apostatized churches and nations. So the apostle Peter declares with respect to the avengence, And overwhelming destruction that was coming on the apostatized church of the Jews in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 20 and 21. Yet the visible professing church shall never fall into such an apostasy nor be so totally destroyed but that God will preserve a remnant. Presbyterian church government under the Noahic and Abrahamic covenants. Clearly, then, in the treatment of Hebrews chapter 11, verses 2 through 7 in Owen's works, Roman numeral chapter 23, section 13, the Antediluvian Presbyteroi, Abel and Enoch and Noah were at least, quote, Signores, unquote. Owen oh, also realized, example given in Roman numeral chapter 20, or Roman numeral 20 in section 259 from Genesis chapter 6 verses 9 through 18 and chapter 8 verses 20 through 22, that precisely the church is embraced also under the Noahic covenant. Its universal laws were summarized already in Genesis chapter 9 verses 1 through 12 as a post-diluvian update of the Adamic law in the covenant of life mentioned in Hosea chapter 6 verse 7. Those Adamic and Noahic laws were explained to be binding on all mankind forever not only in Genesis chapter 9 verse 12, but also in the B.C. Hebrew books of Enoch chapters 54 and 60 and 65 to 69 and 106 and jubilees chapter 7 verse 20 the same explanation was given by the pre-christian rabbis as later recorded in that uninspired body of judaistic literature known as the talmud at its sanhedrin 56a Moreover, and far more importantly, those very same Ad- Adamitic and Noachitic laws were enjoined, al- enjoined also upon Gentile Christians precisely by the Christian elders at the Synod of Jerusalem, VIZ, the first general assembly of the Apostolic Presbyterian Church. Compare Acts chapter 15 verses 18 through 20, chapter 15 verses 23 through 29, chapter 16 verses 4 through 5 Owen oh, and then in Roman numeral chapter 23 section 56 proceeds unto the next period of time from the flood and the renovation of the world in the family of Noah unto the giving of the law so to manifest that in every state of the church the way of pleasing God was one and the same he who in this period of time is first testified unto in the scripture is Abraham, unquote. Also others, quote, were confederate with Abraham, unquote. Genesis chapter 14, verse 13. He himself was, quote, a prophet, unquote. Elias, a minister of the word or a preaching elder. Genesis chapter 20, verse 7. Indeed, also Eliezer of Damascus was his, quote, eldest servant, unquote. Elias his elder Genesis chapter 24 verse 2 there the original Hebrew has Hebrew term the Greek Septuagint Greek term and the Vulgate Latin term in chapter or Roman numeral 17 sections 447 through 467 Owen notes quote concernments of the church in the posterity of Abraham concerning the oneness of the church. Thus, the "The elders of his household and all the elders of the land of Egypt helped Joseph to go bury his father Jacob. Genesis chapter 50, verse 7 Indeed, coming to Moses and God's mercy in sparing the firstborn of the Israelites in Egypt. Owen remarks that quote this also was not without a prospect toward the redemption of the quote church of the firstborn, unquote, by Jesus Christ. Genesis chapter twelve, verse twenty three. And this gave a period to the first dispensation of God towards the church in the posterity of Adam of, of Abraham, which had lasted for the space of four hundred and thirty years, unquote. God's Presbyterian Church under Moses even before Mount Sinai also in the time of Moses the church was clearly not congregationalistic but Presbyterial Exodus chapter 3 verse 16 and chapter 4 verse 29 thus Owen too acknowledges that the Christian Church thrived under the leadership of elders in graded courts Elias Presbyteries even before the re-promulgation of of the decalogue at sinai in fact even before the exodus owen admits in roman numeral 17 section 504 that quote for the families or principal houses of the fathers there were hebrew term the elders unquote who presided over them these moses and aaron gathered together at their first coming into egypt exodus chapter 4 verse 29 quote besides these there were officers who attended the service of the whole people as to the execution of justice and order called Hebrew term shotiram. Exodus chapter 5 verse 14 there are two sorts of persons mentioned that were over the people in respect of their works even in Egypt Hebrew term Hebrew term exactors, or tasmex masters, and officers, Exodus chapter 5, verse 6. Quote, the former, or the Hebrew term, the Jews say were Egyptians, and the latter, or quote, the Shotirim unquote, Israelites, they tell us in Midrash Rabbah on Exodus section 1, that one of these Hebrew term was over ten of the Israelitish officers and one of them over ten Israelites. Whence was the following division of the people into tens and hundreds? Unquote. The institution of the Passover, says Owen, Roman numeral 17, section 460, involved quote, joining or separating households, Exodus chapter 12, verse 4, unquote. and indeed, precisely under the collective leadership of the, quote, elders of Israel, unquote. Exodus chapter 12, verses 21 through 27. Owen further adds, quote, they ate it afterwards in societies or fraternities, as our Savior had 12 with him at the eating of it. And the Jews required 10 mature males, at least in society, unto this celebration. Whence the Targum, or Aramaic translation expressly on this place Exodus chapter 12 verse 4 quote if the men of the house be fewer than the number of ten for this was a sacred number with them quote they circumcise not marry not divorce not unless ten mature males be present thence is their saying in uh, looks like a Hebrew term or Aramaic term quote Where ten sit and learn the law, the divine presence resteth on them. Unquote. As Psalm chapter 82, verse 1, unquote. This is the Presbyterian Church's system of graded courts. Such consist biblically of elders over ten in the session, elders over fifty in the presbytery, elders over a hundred in the next higher court, etc. Exodus chapter 18 verses 12 through 22, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 13 through 17, chapter 17 verses 6 through 9, and Ruth chapter 4 verse 2, etc. Right after Israel's exodus from Egypt, as the apostolic christian martyr Stephen himself later pointed out under divine inspiration the national mosaic covenant was indeed quote the church in the wilderness unquote acts chapter 7 verse 38 owen too says in roman numeral 19 section 50 and roman numeral 20 section 575 that even then christ himself quote was upon his throne when he spake with the church in the wilderness, Acts chapter 7, verse 38, unquote. Because led by elders, Elias' rulers, Exodus chapter 12, verse 21, and chapter 16, verse 22, and chapter 17, verse 6, that national church was in fact Presbyterian. States the Bible, quote Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took sacrifices for God and Aaron came and all the elders of Israel to eat bread before God unquote, "in Exodus chapter 18 verse 12 as Owen explains in Roman numeral 17 section 505 quote, "after their coming up out of Egypt during their abode in the wilderness Moses presided over them" unquote, "viz as moderator" quote, By the advice of Jethro, he took in others unto his assistance, Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 through 26. Quote, In the wilderness, the body of the people was cast into thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, all which had their peculiar officers or rulers chosen from amongst themselves, Exodus chapter 18, verse 25, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. The principal distributions of these, planting themselves together in the cities or towns of Canaan, however afterward they multiplied or were decreased, continued to be called by the name of the, quote, thousands of Israel, unquote, or Judah. So Bethlehem Ephratah is said to be, quote, little among the thousands of Judah, unquote, in Micah, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, unquote pre deriva- derivation of also ancient Britain's presbyterial government also even the most rudimentary investigation of Celto-Brythonic and Anglo-Saxon ancient law and political history soon brings to light that the time-honored Anglo-British practice of dividing both church and state into quote tithings unquote, and quote, fifties unquote, and Hundreds, unquote, etc is derived via also the New Testament church just like that of Exodus chapter 18 verses 12 through 26 above from Old Testament Presbyterianism such was derived ostensibly from the earlier eldership of Hebrews chapter 11 verses 2 through 7 and Genesis chapter 24 verse 2 and chapter 50 verse 7 and exodus chapter 3 verse 16 this was the pattern also in britain both in ancient times and during the middle ages see the early welsh comet or association of 50 the cantred or group of a hundred households and the pen set or headman of the hundred see too the anglo-saxon tithings or associations of ten commoners and ten men a tail or quote ten men's tallies unquote and the hundred mote, or gatherings of the hundreds traces of the above can still be seen even today example gil- given in the quote Chiltern- Chilton hundreds unquote etc so too the quote hundred door unquote jury system the entire appeal process and the system of graded courts both ecclesiastical and forensic deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 13 through 16 chapter 16 through 18 chapter 17 verses 6 through 9 and chapter 19 verses 12 through 15 matthew chapter 18 verses 15 through 20 second corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 first timothy chapter 5 verse 19 Etc. See all. C2 Barrister, Owen, Flintoffs, Rise and Progress of the Laws of England and Wales, London, Richards and R- Roworth, Bell Yard, Temple Bar, year 1840, and Sir William Blackstone's 1765 Commentaries on the Laws of England, Chicago University Press, 1979, R.E.P., Roman numeral 1 through Roman numeral 4. Presbyterianism continued also under the Mosaic Law. Quote, as was before observed, unquote, explains Owen. Section 17, I mean, Roman numeral 17, section 167, quote, There are two parts of the law the moral precepts of it and the instituted worship pointed in it the moral precepts of it are the same with those that are that were written in the heart of man by nature or the law of his creation which he transgressed in his first rebellion unquote genesis chapter 1 verse 26 through 28 chapter 2 verses 15 through 17 ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 29 isaiah chapter 24 verse 5 hosea chapter 6 verse 7 Romans chapter 2 verse 14 C2 the Westminster Confession of Faith chapter 19 sections 1 through 2 and also it's identical reproduction in the 1558 Savoy Declaration section 19 or chapter 19 sections 1 through 2 now, it is very significant that Moses interacted with the elders of the people of God, especially at the time of the giving of the Ten Commandments, remarks Owen. In Roman numeral 17, section 473, quote, Moses went up into the mount of God, Exodus chapter 19, verse 3. Being ascended, God calls unto him and teaches him to prepare the people for the receiving of the law, chapter 19, verses three. Through six, Moses came and called for the elders of the people. He then laid before their faces all the words which the Lord commanded him. Exodus chapter 19, verse 7, and chapter 20, verses 1 through 20. Provision was made for restitution in respect of certain crimes to be made just quote, as the judges determine. Both parties shall come before the judges. Whom the judges shall condemn, he shall pay double unto his neighbor. Exodus chapter 21, verse 22, and chapter 22, verse 9. So Moses took seventy of the elders, Elias, the nobles of Israel, halfway up Mount Sinai. He built an altar and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel for the national church in the Old Testament, and he looked upon the paved work of sapphire stone under the feet of Israel's God. Exodus chapter 24 verses 4 through 9, and Numbers chapter 11 verses 16 through 25, and Acts chapter 7 verse 38. Owen observes in Roman numeral 17, section 504, that quote, For the families of the fathers, there were, quote, the elders, unquote, who presided presided over them. These Moses and Aaron gathered together, and these, as I said before, being the rulers of the first families, were probably in number 70, from when afterwards was the constitution of 70 elders for rule. Exodus chapter 24, verse 1, there were officers who attended the service of the whole people as to the execution of justice and order they are afterwards distinguished from the elders and the judges deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 18 after these things by god's appointment was constituted the great court of the sanhedrin unquote. elias quote, the session of the highest board of elders elders mentioned more than 100 times in the Old Testament we shall not list the many scores of references to ecclesiastical elders in the Old Testament alone which will be found set out in full in any good Bible concordance We shall, however, mention several passages where elders are said to have been convened together in order to promote a reformation within the church. This presupposes also their regular gatherings together in sessions, presbyteries, synods, and general assemblies. Thus God himself commanded his people, Gather unto me all the elders of your tribes, so that I may speak these words in their ears." Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 28 quote Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes unquote see 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 1 and 2 Chronicles chapter 5 verse 2 quote the king that is Josiah sent and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah unquote 2 Kings chapter 23 verse 1 2 Chronicles chapter 34 verse 29 quote so David and the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord, unquote, in First Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 25. Quote, David and the elders of Israel, who were clothed in sackcloth, fell upon their faces, unquote, First Chronicles, chapter 21, verse 16, quote, let now our rulers of all the congregation stand, and with them the elders of every city, unquote. Ezra chapter ten, verse fourteen quote, praise him in the assembly of the elders unquote. psalm chapter one o seven verse thirty two The husband of the quote, virtuous woman unquote, sits or rules quote, among the elders of the land unquote. in proverbs chapter thirty one verses ten through twenty three the elders of Judah. records Ezekiel sat before me in Ezekiel chapter 8 verse 1 2 and chapter 14 verse 1 and chapter 20 verse 1 call a solemn assembly gather the elders in Joel chapter 1 verse 14 gather the people sanctify the congregation assemble the elders in Joel chapter 2 verse 16 The degeneration of the post-exilic Hebrew Sanhedrins. The Sanhedrin, mentioned in our last citation from Owen, was one in a system of graded courts, comprising of at least the lesser Sanhedrin and the greater Sanhedrin. References in the Older Testament to the roots and perhaps to even the first buddings of the then developing Sanhedrins include Deuteronomy chapter 16 verses 6 through 10, chapter 19 verses 11 through 15 Ezra chapter 5 verses 5 through 11 chapter 6 verses 7 through 14 chapter 10 verse 8 and Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 16 chapter 4 verses 13 through 21 and chapter 7 verses 4 through 7 references to the Sanhedrin's and in uninspired intertestamental Hebrew writings are found inter also in 2nd Maccabees chapter 1 verse 10 chapter 4 verse 44 and JTH uh, chapter 4 verse 8 and chapter 11 verse 14 and chapter 15 verse 8 Josephus Antiquities section or Roman numeral 4 section 8 section 41 and in particular Sanhedrin uh, section 1 verse 6 or section 6 references in the inspired newer testament to the by then degenerated Sanhedrins corrupted from Hebrew Trinitarianism into Judaistic Unitarianism are found in Matthew chapter 5 Verse 22, chapter 26 verse 59, Mark chapter 15 verse 1, Luke chapter 22 verse 66, John chapter 11 verse 47, Acts chapter 4 verse 15, chapter 5 verse 21, chapter 6 verse 12, chapter 22 verse 5, and chapter 22 verse 30. Acts chapter 5 verse 21, refers to quote the council and all the senate of the children of israel unquote the original greek here has to sen- greek um passage where synedrion means quote the sitting of the board unquote and where gerousia means quote senate of the elders unquote jerome's vulgate here has Concilium, which means, quote, council, unquote, and Seniores, which means, quote, senators, unquote, Elias, quote, elders, unquote. Also, Acts chapter 22, verse 5, refers to, quote, all the estate of the elders, unquote. There the New Testament Greek has, Greek term, Elias, quote, the entire Presbyterian, unquote. The Vulgate has, Latin term Elias quote all of the major officers unquote these Judaistic courts had apostatized from the Trinitarianism of the Older Testament to the later Unitarianism of the Pharisees and the Sadducees as Owen observes in section or Roman numeral two section two seventy three quote the Jews in the time of our Savior's converse on the earth being fallen. Greatly from the faith and worship of their forefathers and ready to sink into their last and utmost apostasy from God, seem amongst many other truths to have much lost that of the doctrine of the Holy Trinity and of the person of the Messiah. Older Testament Presbyterianism includes or continues, excuse me, continues as Christian Presbyterianism. However, the corrupt Judaistic Sanhedrins as perversions of the pure Presbyterianism of the Older Testament were soon to be replaced by correct Christian courts. Even as Jesus himself had predicted, the kingdom of God was removed from the apostate priests quote, and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof unquote in Matthew chapter 21 verses 23 through 43. This reformed nation is the Christian Church of the Newer Testament with its Presbyterian system of graded courts grounded in the Old Testament, in the Older Testament. The Christian Church's system of graded courts themselves continued and expanded those of ancient Israel, bypassing the corrupted courts of apostate Judaism. They consist of the Christian Kirk, Session of Elders, Which rules each local congregation in Philippians chapter 1 verse 1 and 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 and Titus chapter 1 verse 5. The Christian classis or Presbyterian of regional elders which supervises the Kirk sessions in Acts chapter 13 verses 1 through 5, and chapter 14 verse 23, and 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 14, and further the, gener- the Christian General Assembly as a synod or Meeting of the highest board of elders, unquote, to which all presbyteries may appeal. In Exodus chapter 18, verses 12 through 26; Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 13 through 17, and chapter 16, verse 18; chapter 17, verses 6 through 9; 9, chapter 19, verses 12 through 15; and Matthew chapter 16, verse 18; chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Acts chapter fourteen verse twenty six, Acts chapter fifteen verses one through forty one, and chapter sixteen verses one through five, and Hebrews chapter twelve verse twenty two. Very remarkably, even when still a congregationalist, the already re Presbyterianizing Owen, in section in Roman numeral fifteen section two fifty two, quite clearly observes. Quote, Some there are who plead for a national church state arising from an association of the officers of particular churches in several degrees, which they call classical and provincial, until it extend itself unto the limits of a whole nation. I shall neither examine nor oppose this opinion. There hath been enough, if not too much, already disputed about it." Owen oh, then also writes in Roman numeral 15, section 325, quote, such a church state was constituted and appointed under the Old Testament, founded in and on an especial covenant between God and the people, Exodus chapter 24, especially the graded, quote, elders, unquote, Elias, the, quote, nobles, unquote, in unto this church in Acts chapter 7 verse 38 everyone that would please God and walk before him was bound to join himself quote as the apostle demonstrates at large in his epistle to the Hebrews see chapter 12 verse 22 and chapter 13 verses 7 through 17 etc all the commands and promises and threatenings given or annexed unto that Viz, the Older Testament, the Older Testament, Church state concerning the conjunction of men unto it and walking in it are transferred unto this of the new erection of Christ. Quote, Wherefore, Although the state of the church itself be reduced from that which was nationally congregational unto that which is simply and absolutely so, unquote, the decongregationalizing Owen cautiously goes on, quote, Yet the commands, promises, and threatenings made and given unto it as a church are all in full force with respect unto this new, V-I-Z, Newer Testament church state, unquote. Christ's continuing promise, quote, "I shall keep on building my church," unquote. Now the first indications of this development of the Old Testament system of graded courts into their counterparts within the New Testament Christian church are found in Matthew chapter 16 verse 19 and chapter 18 verse 15 through 20. In the former verse Christ announces, quote, "I will build my church," unquote. "The above expression cannot mean, as dispensationalists allege, quote, "I shall start building my church," unquote, "although only after Calvary. It can only mean, quote, "I shall continue building my church," unquote, "also and especially after Calvary, for Christ had started to build his church in the garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 28 and chapter 3 verse 15 and had continued building it ever since in Acts chapter 7 verse 38 in Matthew chapter 16 verse 19 the word quote build unquote translates into a Greek term which here apparently means I shall keep on building unquote the tense is future continuous it suggests that the son of God who had been building his church ever since 4004 BC would also in the future keep on building and indeed continue to expand it even until the very end of world history in Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20 Owen himself writes in Roman numeral 15 section 335 and in Roman numeral 15 verse 512 that quote all Christians were originally of one mind in all things needful unto joint communion the discipline of the church consists in the due exercise of that authority and power which the Lord Jesus Christ in and by his word hath granted unto the church for its continuance increase and preservation and purity order and holiness according to his appointment in matthew chapter 16 verse 19 romans chapter 12 verse 8 and second corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 through 6 revelation chapter 2 verses 2 and verse 20 in roman numeral 16 section 106 owen also states the rule and government of the new testament church or the execution of the authority of christ therein is in the hands of the elders. All elders in office have rule, and none have rule in the church but elders. As such, rule doth belong unto them. The apostles, by v- virtue of their especial office, were entrusted with all church power, but therefore they were elders also. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1, 2 John chapter 1, and uh, third John chapter 1 see Acts chapter 21 verse 18 1st Timothy five seventeen. there are some of them on other accounts called bishops pastors teachers ministers guides but what belongs unto any of them in point of rule or what interest they have therein it belongs unto them as presbyters or elders and not otherwise in Acts chapter 20 verse 17 and 20 quote so too under the Old Testament where the word elder does not signify a difference in age, but is used in a moral sense, elders are the same with rulers or governors, whether in offices civil or ecclesiastical, especially the rulers of the church were constantly called its elders. And the use of the word, with the abuse of the power or office intended by it, is traduced to signify men in authority. Senores aldermani, in all places. Church power acted in its rule is called the the keys of the kingdom of heaven by an expression derived from the keys that were a sign of office power in the families of kings. Isaiah chapter 22 verse 22 It is used by our Savior himself to denote the communication of church power unto others. Which is absolutely and universally vested in himself under the name of, quote, the key of David, unquote, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, and Matthew chapter uh, 16, verse 19, unquote. Old and New Testament church discipline by at least two or three elders, also especially the second above mentioned passage in Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20 ultimately involves the entire church and all of its graded courts for it declares that if a Christian's brother shall trespass against him the one offended or the offended one is to go and tell him his fault between the two of them alone if the offender then heeds the complaint the complainant the latter regains his brother however if the offender will not heed the complainant the latter is then to take with him one or two more persons, so that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If the offender neglects to heed them, this is to be told to the church. Then if he neglects to heed the church, he is thenceforth to be regarded as a heathen. Jesus then went on to assure especially all of his apostolic elders there that whatever they would bind on earth would be bound in heaven and that whatever they would loosen on earth would be loosed in heaven again he assured them that if two of them would agree on earth regarding anything they would request it would be done for them by his father in heaven quote for where two or three plural are gathered together in my name unquote he promised them quote there am i in the midst of them plural see 2 John chapter 20 verses 21 through 23 this passage regarding serious grievances was addressed by Christ generally to all of quote the disciples unquote Elias those whom he had taught in Matthew chapter 18 verse 1 and particularly to his presbytery of the twelve sent out apostles. In John chapter 20 verses 21 through 23, Luke chapter 22 verses 8 through 30, and chapter 24 verses 33 through 48, on appeal after an unsuccessful private admonition, such matters were to go before at least two or three witnessing elders or judges, and if again uh, unsuccessful, finally before special gatherings of the whole church representative of the whole denomination. For compare the words quote two or three witnesses in Matthew chapter eighteen verse sixteen and quote church unquote in chapter eighteen through seventeen and quote you unquote and quote ye unquote plurals, repeatedly in Matthew chapter eighteen verse eighteen through nineteen and quote two or three unquote, specially. Gathered together in my name, unquote, and Matthew chapter twenty I mean chapter eighteen verse twenty, with the words quote, the elders, unquote, and quote, two witnesses or three witnesses, unquote, in Deuteronomy chapter nineteen, verse twelve verses twelve through fifteen, and with the words, quote, two witnesses or three witnesses, unquote, and quote, a matter too hard for you in judgment unquote. and quote, then you shall arise and get yourself up into the place which the Lord your God shall choose unquote. in Deuteronomy chapter 17 verses 6 through 9 also note how the same words quote, too hard unquote, in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 13 through 17 and the words quote, hard causes unquote in Exodus chapter 18 verses 12 through 26 there too presuppose such an appeal procedure from one set of elders to another set of elders it is therefore clear that Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 is derived from both Deuteronomy uh, chapter 17 verse 6 and chapter 19 verse 12 and more remotely also from Deuteronomy from both Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 13 through 17 and Exodus chapter 18 verses 12 through 26 however all those texts teach not just the rule of elders over their own local congregation they also authorize appeals from such a local court to a higher court of similar ruling judges so too it follows by good and necessary inference does Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 Owen on the confederative nature of church discipline according to Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 As also Dr. John Owen explains in Roman numeral 15 section 177 None can be ignorant of what is required of them In Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 through 20 They are bound by the law of Christ in due order required of them toward the church The duty also of the whole church in such cases is no less evidently declared to put from amongst them such obstinate offenders. Hereunto also are subservient all the commands that are given them to exhort and admonish one another, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 29, and chapter 12, verse 22, and chapter 13, verses 7 through 17, that the whole church may be preserved in purity, order, holiness, and faithfulness, Quote, with whom rests the principal care and power, according to the mind of Christ, to see the discipline of the church in particular congregations exercised, and to exercise it accordingly. If this should be found to be in the ministers, plural, and through their neglect in the administration of it, offenders be left in their sins and in impenitency, without a due application of the means for their healing and recovery, if the church itself come to be corrupted thereby, and to fall under the displeasure of Jesus Christ, as these things in one degree or other more or less will ensure on that neglect it will not turn unto their comfortable account at the great day. That this is their duty, that this authority and inspection is committed unto them, the reasons before insisted on do undeniably evince, unquote. Further, in Roman Numeral 16, Section 154, and Roman Numeral 16, Section 169, Owen adds, quote, All lawful societies constituted such by voluntary confederation according unto peculiar laws and rules of their own choice unto especial duties, And ends have a right and power by the light of nature to receive into their society those that are willing and meet, engaging themselves to observe the rules, laws, and ends of the society, and to expel them out of it who willfully deviate from those rules. Wherefore, when our Lord Jesus Christ gives unto His church the power of binding and loosing, directing them in the exercise of that power, He directs them to ask assistance by prayer, when they are gathered together at Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20. The multiplication of the Presbyterian church from Matthew chapter 28 to Acts 6. After his resurrection, The Son of God urged His ministers of the Word and Sacraments to keep on going into all the world to disciple all nations, to baptize them into the name of the Triune God, the ultimate Presbytery, and to teach them to observe all things whatsoever He had ever commanded from creation onward, including Presbyterial Church Government, Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20, and Mark chapter 16 verse 15, Luke chapter 24 verse 47. Inevitably, this would lead to the creation of many congregations, to the formation of whole presbyteries of congregations, and to the convening from time to time of general assemblies constituted from those presbyteries, such as those of Judea, Samaria, and Galilee, Phoenicia, and Antioch, etc. Acts chapter one verses five through eight, chapter eight through tw- chapter eight verse twenty 29- nine twenty five, chapter nine verse thirty one, chapter eleven verse nineteen, chapter eleven verse twenty seven chapter 13 verse 1 chapter 14 verse 23 chapter 15 verse 1 to chapter 16 verse 5 this presbyterial principle is seen very clearly even in the earliest days after Pentecost Sunday about 3,000 persons including infant children were then baptized and the Lord kept on adding to the church daily such as should be saved Acts chapter 2 verses 38 through 47 soon even, the Jerusalem, even in Jerusalem alone the number just of the adult male believers had climbed to about five thousand in acts chapter four verse four quite excluding also the number of their co-believing women and children this then clearly required several congregations within at least one presbytery in that city alone still the jerusalem christians kept on increasing and rapidly came to constitute quote a multitude In Acts chapter 4 verse 32 Peter and the other apostles trained and ordained by Christ himself persevered and continued laboring Acts chapter 5 verse 29 And daily in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ Acts chapter 5 verse 42 Thereafter In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied the twelve apostles called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said It is not reasonable that we should leave aside the preaching of the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, look out among yourselves for seven men of honest report whom we may appoint over this business, but we give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Quote, "and the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the holy ghost and Philip" unquote. and five others all of whom were mentioned by name quote, "whom they set before the apostles and when they had prayed they laid their hands on them and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests became obedient to the faith" and acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 Owen compares what happened here with what occurred later at the Synod of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. Quote, the occasion here mentioned, unquote, he states in Roman numeral 16, section 230, quote, was guided by the Holy Ghost that it might be an example and rule for the churches of Christ in cases of a like concernment unto them in all ages and so have the force and warranty of an institution as it was in the case that gave occasion unto deacons. Acts chapter 6. Unquote. In that case, quote, a matter of fact, wherein was some disorder rectified by a practice answering the necessity of the church, became an institution for order in all future ages. This Reformation audio resource. Is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books, many free resources as well as our complete mail order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, CDs, and much more at great discounts or on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com by phone at area code 780-450-3730 by fax at area code 7804681096 or by mail at 4710 37A Avenue, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you do have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, Please send send an email to add at swrb.com or swrb at swrb.com with the word "ad" in the subject line. SWRB's email list is a double opt-in list. So once you've sent us your email address, you will be asked by email to confirm that you want to join our list using the email address you have supplied. Your email information will be kept confidential and you can easily remove yourself from our email list by simply emailing us at swrb at swrb.com with the word remove in the subject line. Once you are on our email list, you will be alerted to all the new free Reformation resources, free MP3s, free electronic books and texts, etc. SWRB makes available on the web as well as at times to our best discounts and super specials. We also encourage you to reproduce this audio resource and to pass it on to your friends, but we only authorize this as long as the full contents of the message, including the header and trailer, is not altered in any way, and as long as the audio file or cassette is given away for free. Thank you again for listening to this SWRB reading, and remember that Isaiah 26.3 states, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 concludes, quote, "Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you." Unquote.